the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Badge of honor. The only question is, do we call it a Marxist mafia star chamber or a Democrat mafia kabuki theater? Which one do you want to call it? Out of order. Contempt of court. What? Are you kidding me? With these inside trading political whores led by the dimwit of all dimwits, Saggy Pelosi. No, no, that wasn't the Pelosi clip. I want the Pelosi clip. This is a very interesting week because so many things are coming together or not. What we have seen is a shameful display of abuse of power by the Republicans in the House of Representatives. What? Instead of bringing job-creating creating, uh, legislation to the floor, the transportation bill, uh, they are holding the Attorney General of the United States. Oh, that's when I remember now. This morning, Attorney General Eric Holder is the first cabinet member ever to be held in contempt of Congress. More than 100 Democrats boycotted Thursday's House vote as African-American lawmakers led a walkout. Republicans have pressed Holder to hand over all documents related to the fast and furious gun tracking operation, which was first exposed by CBS News. Oh, you don't know what that is, Squirrel? Ah, you were a young kid. You were a young boy. This is 10 years ago when Joe Biden, he never really had his faculties, but when Joe Biden had less fake hair sewn to his forehead, this is when there, Eric Holder, Eric Holder, he uh, had an idea. He was going to release hundreds of thousands of weapons into Mexico. And it turned out that the Sinaloa cartel, along with other scoundrels, grabbed the guns, killed a bunch of Americans, and they tried to hide the evidence. Then CBS News broke a story. Republicans got a hold of it. And they asked Eric Holder for some paperwork, some information. Eric Holder, as a sitting member of the Obama administration, gave the finger to Congress. So they held him in contempt. And do you know what happened, Squirrel? Absolutely nothing. And to this day, this scumbag, Eric Holder, who prior to this defended a terrorist pro bono in his law firm to get off from terrorism in america absolutely nothing so when you hear about contempt of congress right here congress i have contempt for you too you rat bastards as the vote was nothing more than election year politics election year. today's vote like, may no. make for good political theater in the minds of some but it is at base both a crass effort and a grave disservice to the american people they expect and they deserve far more 
the contempt citation is See, not expected to pass in the Senate, that's which That's what I mean when, it, when we say come together, squirrel. I can come together with this traitor, this rat to humanity, Eric Holder. I came together with him. I agree, Eric. You're exactly right. That's exactly what today was. Even I can even agree with Saggy Pelosi, even though how do we do on our stock tip? Did, did you look at it today? Do me a favor. Give me an update. Contempt of Congress for doing his job. It's really important to note how this is connected with some of their other decisions. It is no accident. It is no coincidence that the attorney general of the United States is the person responsible for making sure that voter suppression does not happen in our country that issues that relate to the civil liberties of the American people are upheld. This is when she was only worth $300 million, squirrel. This is before Paul Pelosi really perfected insider trading, although I think he probably has it perfected forever. Uh, in the meantime, Congress did not talk about the waste, fraud, and abuse in our agenda of the Biden eco-Nazism. No, no, no. We didn't talk about the fact that as we sit here right now, Ford has recalled not just the 2.9 million trucks that they made last month. They just did another recall of 5 million vehicles they made this month. And they're going to get how many billions in the phony bill? And COVID. Oh, the dreaded Fauci flu. Today in America, 128,770. A year ago, with half the vaccinated Americans, 41,543. The deaths in America today. 427. Last year, half the vaccinated Americans, 273. Uh Uh-huh. And what about stupid? What about the big dummy himself? You you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are you you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you you know, or or, or the mom and dad. Here's the good news. No one's going to tell if he's got long haulers. Absolutely nobody. We don't expect much from this idiot. He's been a buffoon for... I don't know, 40 of the 50 years. Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? (laughs) Answer the first question. (laughs) I'm laughing, too. Can you get stupid? Can you get stupider (laughs) than he was going into it? Long haulers may wake his ass up. Let's get an update from Sideshow Bob herself. So first, I wanted to read you the letter from the president's physician updating you on the president's health. President Biden completed his first full day of Paxlovid last night. His symptoms have improved. He did mount a temperature yesterday evening to 99.4 degrees Fahrenheit, which responded favorably to Tylenol. His temperature has remained normal since then. His symptoms remain characterized as runny nose and fatigue with an occasional non-productive, now loose cough. His voice. This is basically the exact same thing everybody did. The only difference here, Squirrel, is doctors are giving him alternative medication on top of the frauded vaccine that doesn't work. See, if you're a regular citizen and you go to the doctor under the, the, the corruption of the AMA, they just sent you home to die. And if you were in hospital, you just waited till they had to put you on a ventilator because then the hospital got $35,000. See here, they're going to treat this old crook. Is deeper this morning. His pulse, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and oxygen saturation remain entirely normal. Maybe that's the problem. I don't think he was getting oxygen to the brain. Okay, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. <laughs> Wrong again, dummy. Wrong. Wrong. 
on room air. The president is tolerating treatment well. We will continue Paxlovid as planned. His symptoms will be treated. You know what that is? That's ivermectin, reverse engineered. You know the one they made fun of Trump for? That's what it is, only this one's from Pfizer, and the American government gets to pay off Pfizer. Supportively with oral hydration, Tylenol and albuterol inhaler that he uses as needed. He gets all that stuff? They didn't tell the regular people about any of this. Yet all of it is what really treats the Fauci-invested Wuhan Chinese weaponized COVID. That's what really treats it. That fraud vaccine, that just turns you into a slave. His eloquence and crestor are being held during Paxlovid treatment and for several days after his last dose. During this time, it is reasonable to add low-dose aspirin as an alternative type of blood thinner. As I stated previously, the president is fully vaccinated and twice boosted, so I anticipate that he will respond favorably as most maximally protected patients do. There has been nothing in the course of his illness thus far, which gives me cause to to alter the initial expectation. Er See, but here's the thing. I don't really care. You don't just coast for 10 days, for 14 days, for you don't really know because you elected a fossil. We don't just have to just float around, ooh, I hope he gets better. We're not related to this Irish crook, gypsy. He's supposed to do a job, and if he can't do it, then swear in the easiest of all vice presidents in American history. Is there a plan in place to transfer power to Vice President Harris if the president's situation gets worse? The president is... uh... It has mild symptoms. He's able to do uh, the business of the American people from the residents, and that's what matters right now. He wasn't able to do it before he got sick, but that's a lie. And you know it's a lie. The, the, the real shocking thing is how tolerant the Republicans are. You know, when I played that clip about Holder in contempt of court, a hundred congresspeople vocally boycotted what they knew was political, just as Republicans know now. Yet mums the word. There's only one or two. I never heard of this guy. Do you ever hear of this guy? Bob Good. I like his name, though. Bob Good from Virginia. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I offered two amendments to this appropriations package that would save a total of $86 million in taxpayer dollars. One amendment strikes funding to buy electric vehicles for the federal fleet, and the other removes woke federal funding to make public housing climate resilient, whatever the heck that is. See, because while you're distracted by all of the nonsense, they're making public housing climate friendly. How much does that cost? And do you know who owns the vast majority of public housing? Slimy, smarmy scum like Tony Resco. Funds that the Pritzkers have money in and all the Pelosi's and all the rest of it. This is a payoff once again. So we're going to be distracted by Steve Bannon's contempt of Congress. It's about time that if the Republican Party doesn't wake up, and I'm dead serious, dead serious, stop giving the GOP a nickel. Stop voting for Republican tickets. Throw them out first because it'll be easier to clean your own house. They didn't do anything for the last year and a half. Nothing. They could have protested. They could have stood up. They could have demanded all kinds of tests of competency. You remember the way the Democrat mafia did the day after they swore in Trump? 
In the meantime, they did nothing. And what gets done right under their nose? This is from a day ago. Uh, we also have some breaking news. I want to bring in NBC senior national political reporter Sahil Kapoor, who has new reporting on an effort on new legislation to help future vice presidents avoid the pressure campaign Mike Pence experienced in 2020. Sahil, what's the latest there? That's right, Chris. Just in the last few minutes, we can report that a bipartisan group of senators has released two bills that would uh, attempt to prevent future candidates for uh, president from stealing elections. This is largely in response to the 2020 election when former President Trump and his allies tried to exploit gaps in the election uh, in election law to stay in power, even though he lost that election. What is First of all, it's so hard Wrong. to listen to this side saddle punk talk about it. As if Pence did anything, as if there was a real crime. The real lie and the real crime is this idiot we're hoping pulls through from COVID. This bill do, or rather these two bills, since it's broken up, it would make abundantly clear that the vice president's role is simply ministerial, that he or she does not have any unilateral authority to reject electors uh, submitted by states. It would also raise the threshold for uh, objecting to electors from what it is now, which is simply one member of the House, one member of the Senate. Very easy to achieve to one-fifth of both chambers. Remember, Trump did not have those... So now you've nullified the Electoral College, and you've cleared the way so your Democrat stronghold sewers can steal the election. That's what happens while everybody's worried about what's going to happen with Bannon's contempt charge, as if you didn't know. And nobody talks about Pelosi anymore, right? What about the insider? Uh, over the course of your career, uh, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information? What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you've received from you? No, absolutely not. So, see, contempt of Congress is when you say to these crooked bastards, political whores, inside trading scourge, I don't give a rip what you think. I'm going my own way. That's contempt of Congress. But when this imbecile and her drunk husband amasses a fortune in the hundreds of millions, she's the speaker. Take your Congress and shove it. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Stop taking tips from the music I play on the break. You're cheating a little bit, squirrel hands. I know it's Friday and you're tired. You're smarter than that. You're not dumb like Biden. Or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're... No, no I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. Trusted interlocutors. If, if your kid wanted to find out... Oh, God. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I want the stats. You're dumb. And you're a crooked bastard on top of it. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Sean, I love you. Uh, can I make a few points? I want to make a point. Uh, number one, uh, uh, I think you said you love Biden, me and you have cleavage. You can do what you want. <laughs> okay. So I think that, see, you're making me embarrassed. I'm blushing. Okay. So I think whenever they say this COVID thing, so and so has COVID, this, that. I don't think they ever have the COVID. What I think they're trying to do is to scare the hell out of people into not coming out to vote again and to keep wearing the mask. That's what I think they're doing. My second point is, uh, my three points, 
I want to go to Chuck um, from Delavan's event, and I need to know more about it. So I hope that he calls into the show. And the third thing is, um, I am not going to vote for Robin Voss. And I know there's a lot of Wisconsin people there who moved here from Illinois. And if you don't want uh, Wisconsin to turn into Illinois, uh, don't vote for Robin Voss again. Because in my opinion, he enabled the white boxes and everything that Good. happened. And he's a disaster. He's been in there for 17 years. Let's get rid of him. Throw I, that son of a dog him. on his ass. I love it. 17 no, years. No You're good for nothing. Yeah. What did you do in That's 17 right. years? You yeah. stood there and you rubber stamped nothing. the destruction of my country. The last two years. Yeah, you're exactly, exactly. right. Exactly. And you know what she's right about, too? Thank you, by the way, for the call and the cleavage. Indoor masking could be mandatory yet again here in L.A. County in just about a week. And the comeback would obviously be controversial. We have Just in time for the election. Just oh, in time. Oh, God. Frank Melrose. Hey, what's going on, Sean? What's up, brother? How are you? Not much. I'm good, pal. Listen, now is this uh, my Frank? You... Is this my yeah, my sure. Frank I grew up with? The guy with the That's beard right, when we buddy. were 14, picking up 27 year old girls. Is this my Frank? 100. percent Excellent. Excellent. Go ahead. How you doing? Listen, I'm driving out to Geneva to go see my father. I want you to know two things. One, the direction you're going with this conversation is amazing. It's exactly what everybody thinks. I'm down in Bridgeport now. Trust me, there's a lot of buyers remorse down there with all the Democratic crap that's going on down there. They're yeah. all sick of what's going on. That's Good. number one. Number two, when you get back into town, I want to take you to Gigi's over by Capri. I got to owe you a dinner for taking my daughter to Florida. You got it, brother. Anything for you. Know, uh, anytime. No. All right. You say hello to the uh, old man. Thank you. I will. See you later. Thank you. The best. The best family. What's he talking about with Illinois? What could he possibly be talking about? A report from the University of Illinois claims Chicago is the most corrupt city in the United States. It's based on data from the Justice Department, <laughs> which looked at public corruption You're convictions between 1976 and 2019. During that time period, Chicago had nearly 1,800 convictions. That's more than Los Angeles, which had the second highest total, <laughs> and New York, which ranked third. The report also found that Illinois is the third most corrupt state in the country. Ah, that was last year. You can make it to number one this year. Just elect that fat beanbag moron, who, by the way, I found out was in Florida. What are you doing in Florida? Was there some sort of manatee convention? Fatso, bring the family down? Jim in Chicago. Yeah, hi, Sean. I wonder how fast uh, Hawley is, if he could do it. Do you think he's a miler, or what do you think he's uh... A sprinter or what do you, anything fast he can go? It depends on who's chasing him, I, I imagine. You probably go a lot faster. You're talking about the senator, Holly? Yeah, Josh Holly. They're runner. They're, they're runner. The speed yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, Mr. Speed. looks like he's fat. Here's the good news. You know he yeah. at least does what if, something. What if Democrats were chased? What if Democrats? Sean, what if Democrats? I guarantee what he'd go faster if guys from Chicago were chasing him. Anyway, have a good afternoon. Uh, let's go to a little Josh Hawley. He inspired me. And to be frank with you, I've got some concerns uh, about your record. Let's start with your decision to allow illegal immigrants to use arrest warrants as a form of ID at, at TSA checkpoints. <laughs> you can use an arrest warrant as a form of ID at the TSA. I go through TSA all the time. <laughs> you know what they have to do with your license and if there's a problem and if the boarding pass, da, 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 da. In response to a congressional inquiry on this, you responded, I'm going to quote you now, TSA established a process where it will accept certain DHS-issued forms for non-citizens and non-U.S. nationals who do not otherwise have acceptable forms of ID for presentation at security checkpoints. And then you went on to list the forms mm -hmm. that TSA would accept that included a warrant for arrest of an alien, a warrant of removal or deportation, the order of release on recognizance, an order of supervision, a notice to appear, 
an arrival and departure form, which includes... Why don't you just say you're a Democrat? They'll let you walk through. They don't even look in your bag anymore. Because you in Illinois, you honest people, you got to make sure you get your new license that's federally approved so you can travel on an airplane. Or you could just turn in an arrest warrant, say you're a Democrat illegal alien, and you get on the plane. You might even get first class. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I always tell when it's Friday, Squirrel Hand steps it up a notch on Friday. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Got a Bridgeport guy, Johnny in Bridgeport. How you doing there, guys? Uh, listen... Just something that I want you to keep your eye on. As of right now, I'm coming across aldermen. I'm coming across state people who are running, uh, who are running for election, re-election, um, and you have to sign your signatures for petitions. I have not come across a Lori Lightfoot one yet, and Does the it makes me think. That's petitions? all I'm saying. Does the sitting mayor need one in Chicago? How does yes. that even work? Y- yes. It'll, it'll yeah, yeah, I believe the numbers are. Uh, are you a are you like a lifelong generational Bridgeport guy? Like ninety percent of the guys I know. I would say something similar to that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question because I mean this. Something I'm like from that. A, I'm from oh, a similar. I'm okay. from a similar neighborhood. All right. The difference. The difference is. Okay. My 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 grandfather in particular was kind of a standout guy. He didn't like people that were scam artists. When you guys, I, I would bump into, right. I would, when I go to Tavern on, on, what was the one on Rush Street by the Viagra Triangle? Tavern on Rush, right? And you see that moron, Correct. you see that moron, Ed Burke, with the Viagra in his pocket, the $30 whore. And you see the kids are all lobbyists and all the rest of it. Now, I'm not from Chicago. It made me half laugh and half want to say, what a piece of dung. And how do these guys stay in office generation after generation? How do they pretend that their kids are like actual men? See, in my neighborhood, if you don't have a job, if you're a lobbyist, you're, you're a piece of dung. We don't even talk to you. How is it that this crime syndicate can exist for 100 years? And why is it that people think it's going to change? They well, keep a Democrat. Well, yeah, but if you you brought up Ed Burke. And if you look at his um, office, all-American office, it says regular Democrat. That means he's not any part of the progressive or the liberal Democratic front. No, and what a, that was, he, you would reward... He, he would reward people, his friends, and people that went to him, and would try to get them other city jobs or union jobs. And I believe he still did that. Yeah, uh, so and that's a, how that's and people kept him in power because of that. So regular Democrat means mafia Democrat, you, and, and guys look the other way as you hit the three coppers that that are his 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 valets. They drive them around, and they, I mean the whole thing is just disgusting to me. It really is. And I know guys. I got a family member married in the, the guy. I love the kid. I can't believe you guys take that. I mean it. I can't believe it. Because you guys are hardworking guys, most of you. I can't believe you tolerate it. It's, and it's right. the same thing in my old neighborhood, brother. Believe me. I got relatives and fans. What are you, nuts? You're going to vote what? for these fat asses because they say they're a Democrat? They're going to give you a union job? No, but... At the end of the day, you, you, you live well, in the ghetto they build. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, brother. It's a shame. I, well, I also, though, I think... I don't, I'm, not, I'm just not so sure that Lightfoot's running. That's all the nature of my call. All right, good luck. It does that to me. It doesn't matter. Change the name. Is it a Democrat? You're going to have the same thing. And what's heartbreaking is when I saw the, the, the wife in Bridgeport get thrown on the ground, they took the car. 
What are you, out of your minds? I, I, I can't believe it, but that's what Illinois is. Cheryl, Chicago's first corruption trial was in 69. 1869, and that was just the beginning of crooked Illinois. Since then, thousands of government and business officials have been convicted of public profiteering. Corruption numbers compiled by the I-Team for just the past two decades are astounding. A couple politicians getting together in Chicago is a crime scene lately. That punchline might be funny if the crimes weren't so deeply rooted here. There's a quote, like, it's the Chicago way. It shouldn't be the Chicago way, because everybody needs to be on a fair playing field. I don't think it's fair when somebody tries to bribe their way into something. Just the last two decades of misconduct have locked in crooked Illinois as number one on the country's corruption map. According to new federal figures obtained tonight by the I-Team, there have been 891 convictions for public corruption in Illinois since the year 2000, tops in the nation. But yet that, uh, that I-Team with Chuck Audi, that was a year ago when he used to do stories. Now I think he's just a dessert connoisseur, judging by those Amish women hips he has. He doesn't uh, want to do a story on Jenny Thornley because she's directly tied to that beanbag with a pumpkin on it you call a governor. Well, we want to do that, that story. See, and the idea that you're going to change things by electing this same criminal organization, that's a problem. Nothing is going to change. So you don't like Lightfoot because she dresses like a detective from 1933? Then put in Preckwinkle. What, has she got, another eight inches on her? Same exact thing. And that's what Democrats in Chicago are, an organized syndicate. Corey, Lake Mills, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Um, I, I, got a, I got a dilemma in my mind, and maybe you can help me work through it, but I'm thinking we need a new movement. And I want it to be uh, White Trash Matters. But then it, it kind of like throws a bit of poop in the face of some good white trash, you know? And I'm, I'm wondering Wait, about a, the idea of having... That's an oxymoron. What is, you see, when, I, when you say white trash, even though they're millionaires, I think of the Biden family. Between the right, scumbag right, right. brother that stole the, the blockbuster tape, the crack-smoking degenerate toothless son with his fake teeth and his fake jobs and his phony law degree, that to me is white trash. So, right, and I was, you know, I was thinking that, that Hunter could be the, the face of the movement. You know, well, now, now the, you're talking. Now you're talking. The legal counsel and, yeah. and you know, uh, uh, you know, just trying to trying to put the whole thing going yeah. forward right there. And I'll tell you another thing, Corey. I also think white trash are those communist Oak Park trust fund babies, even though they live in mansions that their grandfather bought. Those are white trash scumbags because they wait for their check to roll in. Then they tell everybody how 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 you should be communist. They walk around. Their wives have no painted toenails. So I, I, no. I, I like where you're going. I think we could we could dress that up a little bit. We need to workshop it a little bit. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Slugger, thanks for taking my call. Anytime. I got to tell you, the more I listen and realize, that, and this is going over time now, all the different things that have gone on and that go on now, big time, our government is basically uh, worse, operates worse, and it's a, more, of a da- uh, more of a risk factor for us than these banana republics because people let their guard down. In those banana republics, they know that the government is really corrupt and not operating justly and properly. But in but but our politicians, they act like they're so pristine and they're so uh, you know uh, just and everything. Everything is it's so dishonest and so they don't admit to being corrupt. They don't admit to being like scumbags and everything. And yet they, that's the way they operate. You see how there's the dual justice system in our country, and it's we got uh, symbols of it constantly. I mean, you know, like uh, examples of it. Constantly. You are the winner of the day 
You are going to be put on hold and you are going to get a T-shirt. Because you're right. It's not really the fact that it is a star chamber or kabuki theater. You've nailed it. This is an American banana republic. That's exactly what it is. And you pretend that you have representation the whole time. You're thanking your master for a little bit more crumbs off the table. That's how they keep these crooked bastards in. And that's why Democrats could give a rip about the money they steal, about the kind of crime syndicate that just goes on and on and on. They just want to be part of the scam. And why wouldn't you after a certain amount of time? I mean, I ask those who oppose contraception again, do you even know what's going on in your own families? I know what's going on in your family, you inside trading saggy speaker. Oh, but I do. And I also know you should not get one more facelift. Kirk Douglas already had the most famous cleft chin. You don't need it. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. See, the reason that it's important that senators, bipartisan senators, have decided to make the vice presidency completely useless is an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing that goes on. The way this story is being presented is an absolute lie. You see, the system worked. Mike Pence didn't do anything wrong. Mike Pence didn't exceed his authority. But what this bipartisan bureaucrat senator bills are going to do is to destroy the integrity of the electoral system. You see, because the Democrat sewers like Illinois, they're corrupted. Your vote, if you're not in the mafia, is nullified. Everybody knows what goes on there. Everybody knows what goes on in the schemes and the fraud in the elections in the Democrat mafia-run sewers. This is a big story, and I had to search it out. This isn't on the news. The majorities, especially in the Senate, that would not, uh, his attempt would not have been successful if this bill were law. In addition, his attempt wasn't successful, side saddle sugar in the tank. His attempt didn't do anything. What did he do wrong? It clarifies the Presidential Transition Act uh, from the 1960s to make clear that in cases of closer contested elections, both candidates have uh, resources to aid the transition. Uh, It would also address the issue of alternate slates of electors by making clear that it is the governor of the state, unless explicitly and previously identified by the state, who has the authority of submitting the electors. And it creates an expedited process if an aggrieved candidate chooses to challenge those electors. Uh, Beyond that, there are some... When's the last time we didn't have a... A a real close election. When's the last time we didn't have one? I mean, they're going to tell you that this one that where this idiot is stole the office was was not close, but it it would have been. They didn't shut down the count for three hours and steal it strategically. Ballot harvesting and the rest of it. We have admission ballot harvesters. Rodriguez, single county, eighteen hundred votes. To give you some idea, but what this is doing is is backdoor stealing and guaranteeing. Republicans will lose in perpetuity in these very mobbed up states. You know the states. Ted Lieu knew them. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Donald Trump lost the 2020 presidential election by over 7 million votes. Wrong. Trump lost Arizona by over 10,000 votes. Wrong. Now, it's funny. I was doing election night coverage. He wasn't losing Arizona. 
He was winning Arizona by over 17,000 votes when they shut the count down. He wasn't losing any of these states when they shut the count down. So now what they're going to do is inundate you and intimidate you and continue on this big lie. Big lie. And they're going to try and buy your complacency. But the reality is what they don't want you to understand is this whole system sits together on our confidence. On our confidence that this government has credibility. What the Biden government has shown you is that it has none. Zero. On any topic. Pick a topic. It has none. And this is what people have to start to realize. This is not a republic the way America has supposed to, was, was supposed to operate. If it was, they wouldn't be able to make the rules. We make the rules. For instance, I have a good rule. You want to stop the uh, vice president from being able to steal election? Then it should be the way the founders wanted it. The loser of the presidential race is the vice president. I mean, of course, we're going to have to get, you know, we're going to lose some intellect. So when I think about what we need to do to address mayor, um, what ultimately does so often fall on the shoulders of our mayors to address uh-huh. on a community level, uh-huh. um, we need to take action at the federal level. There she is. Vice president. Nobody can tell us how she got there except for sweet Willie Brown. And you don't want to know why they call him sweet Willie Brown. It was never supposed to be like this. The vice president is to be the loser of the presidential election. But politicians are able to create their own rules. And that's how we are to a point when a speaker of a house can pretend she amassed her hundreds of millions of dollar fortune by not corrupting our political system, prostituting the policies and front running information that only she had. And the people are helpless. We are helpless to this. It's preposterous. And before you know it, you're going to be driving an electric car and slave and Democrats are good and Republicans are fighters and all the rest of it. In the meantime, what we have here is an absolute overthrow of the American principles of a republic, democracy, whatever word they want to use, what they really want to keep in power is the authority over everything, even answering questions to the people. Will you continue to do these briefings throughout the weekend? I already spoke to that. Um, as well, actually, may, I may not have spoken to that. Um, I, I, it's, I'm excited to hear that you guys want to hang out with us over the weekend. <laughs> See, there is no weekend. KJP, Sideshow Bob, you and that dimwit in diapers that's destroying the tranquility of our country. You work for us. You don't take weekends. You don't take 10 days. You don't tell us. We tell you. And I'm holding you in contempt of America. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. You can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when they get in, I'm back on the streets with all my criminal buddies. (laughs) This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a 
definitely voted for Donald Trump over the, arguably, not just the dumbest, but obviously the most corrupt political whore to ever run for office, Joe Biden. This country would have been a thousand times better off. We would not be suffering through the ills. Donald Trump had some wonderful, wonderful policies. He also had some bad, bad policies, mainly when he listened to advisors. I get that. I don't really care, though, because the idea that anybody, anybody, any party says we get to take your business, we get to tell you what to do. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you this money and we'll work out the terms later. That's not American. That's not capitalism. That's not based in the principles of property rights. None of it. None of it. It's not your money to give. You don't have any fracking money. This government's bankrupt. Cannot exist without printing more debt to tax future generations. That's how it really works. Sooner or later, people were going to start looking at some of the numbers. I'm lucky enough to have one of those people on. Craig Ironman is a research fellow at the Independent Institute. He's also the creator of mygovcost.org. Craig, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, it's great to be with you, Sean. I understand the philosophy that they sold PP under. I heard the arguments. I have friends and family that took it. I, did, I disagreed with it philosophically. I did not take it. I have four businesses, one retail and three independent businesses that are not attached to each other. I have friends that took it and didn't ask for more and then got more. Nobody really knew the terms. You stick your left foot in, you take your left foot out. If you use it a certain way, then you don't own it. My relative got the smallest amount I've ever heard of, $14,000, owed $8,000 of it back. Nobody knows why. So none <laughs> oh of the details, God. none of the details, and, and it's funny, the person who got the 14, the least amount, had a business that was shut down. It was in the uh, uh, service industry, but shut down because it existed on other people coming into the store. So literally just shut down. And mm-hmm. it was for rent and other things, you know, because you, you're signed in a lease. The landlord doesn't give a rip about COVID. I worked it out with my landlord to take a reduction and then pay more once I got back open. That's how I did my retail, retail space. But that's a negotiation thing between people. Um, this really wasn't thought out at all. We have instances where in Markham, Illinois, 1,700 businesses that don't exist were just given it and they're sent to four different addresses. So it was set up to be frauded, was it not? Um, yeah, it, it, there were is a total absence of uh, you know, controls over it. Um, you know, and that's and I guess one of the reasons why you know at least you know ten percent, maybe up as much as fifteen percent of it went out to fraud. Is what they're figuring these days. And the title of 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 this is seventy five percent of it may have been wasted. Now, what does that encompass? Businesses that either didn't exist or businesses that took it as a golden parachute and shut the doors. How do we know what the real numbers are? Okay, so this is actually comes out from a, a study by uh, David Autor and uh, you know, a, a team of uh, you know, economists who you know, went digging through the uh, numbers on it. And uh, what they f- figured is that they, they saw, you know, looked at you know, what types of businesses got the money. And what they saw is that you know, the people who worked at these businesses were in the uh, top you know, 20% of the income you know, percentile, with income earning percentile in the country. And you know, it, you know the people you know you would think would you know should be the beneficiaries. You know the, that you know the secretaries, the you know the the warehouse people, the you know whatever you know who work at these small businesses who you know 
were no threat of being laid off or whatever like that, and just otherwise no losing their job and going on unemployment. Um, there just really weren't you know counted among that number. How does a program of this magnitude, of this magnitude, this happened under Trump, this magnitude, come out as called the payroll protection plan, and only a fraction of the businesses actually even had a payroll. When I uh, am seeing people that are guilty of frauding $4 million, $2.5 million, I'm down here in South Florida, and we get an arrest every other month, and it's normally somebody from up north who takes the money and buys a residence and buys a Lamborghini. We have California, <laughs> California where one guy, one young kid who was very good at filling out paperwork receives upwards of $16 million. How I mean, was it just that it just was kicked out so fast with no disclosure? It was the first time in my life I ever saw money given with no disclosure on repayment. So pretty much there's discretion there, and nobody knows who has the discretion. So you can now have the, the most corrupt party in our, in our country in control of it that basically says to people who received it that are Democrat donors, don't worry about it, drinks are on the house. I mean, am I missing something here? Uh, it's a large extent. No, I mean, the, these loans were zero collateral, um, you know, and, you know, for the businesses that, you know, made good on it, you know, you got the, you got the whole loan forgiven if you use at least 75% of it to cover your, you know, your payroll costs or, you know, to make the rent or whatever on your uh, business. Uh, but no, uh, no, so much of this is just, you know, you have money just going into places that just weren't, you know, appropriate. And, you know, a lot of the proceeds were used for, you know, unapproved purposes. You, know, you mentioned, you know, Florida and, you know, that immediately I think of, you know, the guy, the uh, wide receiver from the uh, New York Jets, um, Josh Bellamy. And you know, that, that I think was it 1.2 million that he yeah. had got out of that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's it just utter craziness. Um, and, Do we know just, what happens in, had, in bankruptcy? So I get the money. Mm -hmm. I, I I try to open. I can't. I go bankrupt, and I got one point two million. What is the repayment? Because the money isn't from no. I mean, I'm not a Democrat. I've never voted for a Democrat. I uh, I actually had to make a living and create things. I understand there's no such thing as free money. So you get one point two million, just one person, and I go bankrupt. What mm -hmm. ex what exactly is the law? Well, uh, you know, the, the law was just uh, no absolutely silent on it. it. Again, you know, there was just no controls on it. Um, you know, it, it just got to the point is that you know they, you know, the government has no idea you know who's in the small who's in the uh, you know small businesses. Um, you know, so they just uh, basically said, "Hey, banks, um, give money out to the people you know," and that's what happened. So this and, could take you know, in, in your research now. Um, mm -hmm. This could take. How many years to really find out exactly where every penny went? And can you ever? Probably not entirely ever, but you're talking about a good decade. <laughs> Ten years. And we now see the, you know, the attention span of the American is that of the tsetse fly. They're not going to even give a rip. Ten years. So you've got the perfect crime, and it was perpetrated by, in some cases, people who would never have taken it, except it was sold to the American people by a Republican administration, as you're entitled to it, pay it back or don't pay it back. I, I, I never heard of anything like it, and to me, it is what disqualifies Donald Trump from running again. You know, that's not a bad argument there.
the just the, just the uh, you know for and I like all them. the stuff and and no for for what it's worth I think Trump has a mixed record overall he did good things and then he did you know stupid things and this qual definitely qualifies under the uh, banner of stupid. Because it was obvious to me from the beginning who would take most advantage of this were the Democrat scoundrels among us. These are the people who took advantage of this. These are the people that that town I mentioned in Markham, Illinois, they're all Democrats. One of them is the policeman. He actually had the check sent to the police department for a landscaping company that never existed. And if it was under 50000 they pretty much don't look into it. It's just astonishing that adults in this country would allow what happened under the hysterical, ridiculous reaction of government to happen financially because we can't possibly sift through hundreds of millions of loans. And that's, what are the numbers? Do, you even have, do we even have a number of what was the total amount of PPP loans? Uh, yeah, there are about 11.8 million PPP loans. Oh, and that's not as bad those, as I thought it about, And about, of those, about 1.8 million have some kind of fraud indications associated with them. Also not that bad. I thought it would be far greater than that. So, <laughs> well, you, well, you know, give credit to the American people. I mean, most of us are pretty honest. Oh, boy. Do I really want to? I mean, are you taking a look at what's going on here right now? I don't know if we're going to go with that. But all right, I'll go with that. In the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, riddled in these new bills are not any effort to get our money back, but new spending and oftentimes the spending goes to benefit the companies that took the PPP. So in theory, PPP could could be paid back with new welfare money. Am I missing that? Uh, yeah, and you know this is you know this is you know think of it as like a rolling over a debt, and it's basically the same principle. You know, you don't you haven't fully paid off your own debt, so you take out a new loan and you just kind of absorb it and just keep keep rolling it over. But this is the first time the collateral is an LLC, a piece of paper. Well, I mean, if there's collateral involved, that's an improvement over the PPP. So do we have a dollar amount? Do we know a dollar amount that has gone out? Okay, so total PPP uh, loans are $811 billion. Outside <laughs> of that, just a little bit. It's starting to make um, your train look like a deal. $811 billion. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and and then again, I think I tossed out. You no, know, at least hundred billion of that is you know what where they think has uh, gone to fraud on it. Um, in terms of uh, you know, you look at you know, you know how many jobs they save, how much did it cost to save each one of those jobs? Uh, the best estimates put it somewhere between two hundred fourteen and two hundred twenty four thousand dollars. And keep in mind that you know the average you know compensation you know company you know you combine your wages plus the benefits and the cost of all that for a business uh, in in the U.S. is uh, seventy eight thousand. So, so I mean, did, it's a very it was a very expensive way to try to save money and, and to do try we to know, save jobs, and it's just not that not that great a tool to do it. Do we know if it went to the intended small business? Because some of the people I know are actually big business and got some serious numbers: one hundred fifty, two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Then there are some small businesses that had a very savvy accountant or banker that they dealt with that had mm -hmm. never been qualified for this kind of money and in some cases got 50000 and another 50000 and another 50000 because the reality is it's gone out three times over the course of the implementation to, to certain businesses that filled out the paperwork properly, right? 
Oh, oh yeah. And, and what, what you're talking about is called loan stacking. And, you know, that's where, you know, you have like, you know, one business and they go out to multiple lenders. Um, so you, they, they would go get money from a bank. They would go get money from a credit union. Uh, they would go to um, the, one of the new fintech companies, you know, that, you know, who just you now basically were just, you know, just basically, uh, you know, sign your name loan type thing deals. And then there's, P, there's uh, PayPal. PayPal, Venmo, electronic payment organizations, they were contacting me specifically, telling me what I qualified mm-hmm. for without me ever filling out a piece of paper. Is there any indication of how many people took advantage of the loans that were given out through these organizations that uh, pretend to be helping us with our finance when the whole time they're backdoor making brokerage on loans? Because th- that's the other part of the puzzle. These entities that uh, gave out this money were paid a brokerage fee, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, well, you know that that actually gets down to you know how the actual you know, businesses themselves you know do their you know do their internal stuff. Um, you want to look at too is that a lot of these salespeople uh, would have commissions. So I mean they would put together these packages and send them out. And I, I'll guarantee you that the number of people who uh, were contacted by uh, you know the salespeople, you no, know, a good percentage of them took them up. So is it possible that the running for the greatest financial fraud perpetrated on the American people uh, would have been perpetrated by their government? Quite possibly, although it wouldn't be this program. The, if you want the champion, uh, that would be the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. Tell me about this one. Uh, that one is about, well, in terms of numbers, the amount of fraud there is about four times the size. So we're talking about $400 billion. Uh, money here. You had money that was uh, or, or unemployment assistance going out to, uh, say, prisoners. Um, prisoners? And, you know, convicts? Prisoners. Uh, convicts. You have uh, people in uh, foreign countries, um, you know, just because they were filing electronically. And you know, states like a great example is California uh, that had uh, basically turned off their, all their safeguards on their system so that you know, they're sending unemployment assistance out to uh, people who had you know, never, ever, you know, number one, worked in America, and number two, been to America. This thing sounds like it was put together by Kenneth Lay. I mean, Enron didn't do a rip thing wrong that this didn't do times 50. Am I missing that as well? The, you know, the only thing that you know, makes it legal is the fact that the government did it. There's a good name for a book. If you ever write a book <laughs> and you want me to counsel, that's just right there. I want to put that on the back of my, sh- my shirts. The only thing that makes this legal is that the government did it. The greatest perpetrator of financial fraud is not Enron or uh, uh, Mike Milken. The greatest perpetrator of financial fraud is the American government and the COVID years. And now we're going to double down on stupid and do it through the green movement. What does a guy like you do on the weekends? Because, uh, you know, the big thing is that Joe Biden is going to be resting for 10 days. Are you going to be resting for 10 days? Uh, unfortunately not. I actually have uh, more than one job. Sure you do. Uh, yeah, well, maybe you'll get in, in line for the next PPP loan. In the meantime, I like your job you do now because it's called MyGovCost.org. Craig, how do I say your last name? Because I, I butcher names. Oh, it's uh, Ironman. It rhymes with fireman. Ironman. And I'll tell you what, I mm-hmm. go to your, your site. The reason you're on here is I told Honey Bunny, let's take a look at this, because I think it's a crucial what you're doing. I don't know how you do it, because you're talking about money going out every millisecond of every day in the, in the kind of amounts that are staggering to the average person. And at this point, 
It's really hard to keep track of it. And we haven't even passed these new boondoggle bills. Will your site also keep an eye on the money that goes out for the boondoggle under this new changing us to net zero CO2 and the rest of it? Uh, not mine personally, because I, you know, I have, I haven't got to where, you know, I've going, where I haven't updated it in a year or so. So, um, if you want to see my more current stuff, it would be actually at the uh, independent institute site at uh, blog.independent.org. All right, good. Cause we need to keep an eye on this because what they've figured out is if we just make it big enough, no one's going to really look. And that's what I think is happening here. And that's why uh, we are facing a, 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 an America that is in my opinion, technically bankrupt. I, I don't even think it's my opinion. It's provable. Can't exist without them printing up more money. And it just keeps going out, keeps going out, keeps going out. And the people who are not in on the scam are the ones that eat the bill because these scoundrels just go bankrupt. They never pay a dollar back. And Kenneth Lay smiles from hell. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Uh, it that's not far off from the uh, truth on it. So, I mean, the the fact is, is that you know, we're you know, spending money way faster than we can afford to do that. Um, you know, and this, and the, the funny thing is, I mean, we could actually balance the budget in less than ten years without cutting, without no no reducing spending. We just have to grow. We just have to let spending grow slower than tax revenue comes in. Man, oh man! But what I want to know is, and I've always felt this in a society that has adopted the philosophy of Keynesianism, how can you separate revenue from subsidies? Because you, I don't I don't think you can. And at a certain point. We have, in my opinion, a government that knows that what it's calling revenue is actually some of the return, a fractional return on their fraud spending. Is that even been considered? Uh, it's, you know, just the fact that, you know, you, you know, have that you know, surplus ex- excess spending that goes on out there. Yes, it does circle around that way. It's, it's you know, to call it a, you know, in that inefficient is kind of an understatement. Let's call it, because I like to do this for my guys out there that work their whole lives and didn't have enough time to read all these economic books. It is the, the, the same as a snake eating its tail, telling everyone it's a good hunter. Would that pretty much describe the American <laughs> company? I mean, the American country. That's uh, how our economics work, isn't it? Uh, you know, it is not on a sustainable path, so that is not a yeah. uh, bad description. Yeah. Pretty soon you get, that circle gets smaller and smaller, and then the snake dies. Uh, hopefully you and I will be dead by the time that happens because I really don't want to go through an apocalypse, although I think I could survive in the book of Eli kind of apocalyptic lifestyle. I, I like the way they dress. I like those long leather coats. So I want to thank you, you know, for I, everything I, you do. I mean it. Keep it up, mm-hmm. and please update the software, because I really want to know. Because they're <laughs> going to spend, they're going to spend this on this green boondoggle, and now you're going to up it by another couple of zeros. I'm going to need you on it. Well, we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll you know uh, fire it back up and see what we can uh, do with it. Um, you know, really, the, the pandemic is the thing that really you know is trying to slam you know doing updates for it. So yeah, well, Cloward uh, pivot. You know, now that we're on the other us. side of that, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. I love it. Overwhelm us so you can slip one by us. I appreciate mygov.cost or mygovcost.org, and I also appreciate everything you do at the Independent Institute. Keep it up, Craig. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. 
<laughs> Too chill. A friend of mine sent me a text. He's all upset because I said Trump made a mistake. Well, that's just the fact. You see, if you're going to fix things, the truth is going to be what you need to adhere to. The truth. If we would have stuck to the truth and we would have stuck to American principles, we wouldn't be in this pickle. Trump did fantastic things. Fantastic. Energy policies, phenomenal. Foreign policy, forget about it. Best foreign policy president, arguably, in the last 130 years. I think that's fair to say. Big mistake. Listening and making the final decision to shut down the country. Couple that with, don't worry about it, we're going to give money out. No, no, no. That, we can't quantify you know, I, I kept having that conversation and Squirrel was getting mad because I was going long because I'm trying to figure out how do you quantify the amount of damage done to the country? Inflation, you could argue that that was due to that money, the beginning to the end. Doubling down on dumb, absolutely. Could Now, if he would have won, I do not think we would be in this predicament because of those great policies in energy and in foreign policy. But now you set us up for the big fail. The big fail is Joe Biden. The big fail is the Democrat mafia in charge. The big fail is not seeing that you cannot fake it till you make it. Can't do it. That's a lie. That's for rap songs. Doesn't work. You can either make it and adhere to principles, or you're dragged off in the deep waters of the lie. And the lie is government money. There's no such thing. There's just destruction of private sector. And then you now have the precedent of shutting down business. So when California does this, that will then come to Illinois, New York, and all the Democrat sewers. Indoor masking could be mandatory yet again here in L.A. County in just about a week. And the comeback would obviously be controversial. We have tried uh, to ask people to make their own decisions about masking and go this ahead and ask so that we could slow down transmission. That's what I love about the fascists. We tried to tell you. Now we're going to force you. And you're out of your fracking mind. They didn't work. They don't work. It's a freaking rag on your face, you stupid idiots. That's why you all have it. There is no vaccine. None. In fact, what you've done is more harm more harm. So hundreds more people uh, are dying per week in England and Wales than usual, and it's not from COVID. Office for National Statistics. Um, COVID deaths for the UK, week of the 24th of June ending, 346 people died from COVID. It's from side effects. This is what's happening always, all over Terry Rogers Park. Hi, uh, Sean, you might you might think this is funny, but uh, uh, today I was walking down uh, Hermitage Avenue between Peterson and Thorndale. Uh, every every fourth house had a, a plain red flag displayed, and I, I figured it meant, no, no. I What's figured mean? it meant uh, another miserable statement like uh, BLM signs. Uh, I was relieved uh, to find out uh, the red flags were actually honoring a, a well-liked neighbor that passed away. Really? All right. I like that side effects. And I like the fact that it cheers you up that it doesn't mean communism or any kind of movement. It just means death. I, I like that kind of sense of humor in a person. Uh, Henry in Chicago. <laughs> Hi, Henry. Hey, what's going on, John? Not much, brother. How, How are, are you? you? Wonderful. 
Man, I love you. I really love you, and I really love your show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Still like it better right. when it comes from, you know, cleavage, but all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, hate to say, but I do have man boobs. <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, let's do this then. Let's be specific. <laughs> Hairless cleavage, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, I had a question. Uh, I was driving down to Orlando from Chicago a couple days ago, and I'm in the left-hand lane driving like the way I always drive, you know, 80 yeah. plus, and then uh, and I swear almost – I have to say, over 90% of the vehicles that I had to go around uh-huh. to the right-hand lane to get back in the left-hand lane were pickup trucks. Yeah, big in the south. You know, they have their they have their cruise control on, and they ain't moving. Yeah, big in the south. They're big in the south. The pickup trucks, they don't move. They're, you know, I don't know. It's that sense of uh, pickup truck entitlement. Here's the good news. At least they weren't those lightning trucks because those things, you don't have to pass them up. Because they're going too slow. you got to pass them up because they have to pull over. They only go about 45 miles, oh, those yeah. new electric EVs. So, you know, Henry, I get it, but it's worth it. Once you get down to Florida, the air tastes better because it has a lot more freedom and liberty. So focus on the goal. Unless, of course, you're being dragged to Disney, then it's going to be long days and wear no. good shoes. And and try, no, don't put powder in your cleavage. a little vacation. Okay. Don't put powder in the cleavage when you got the man boobs. Don't go powder. Go with some deodorant. No, 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 no. We're we're staying away from that. All right, very good. You we're, take we're care. We're quite upset with Disney right now. So we just we're doing a little vacation down here. Today we went to Cocoa Beach. Tomorrow we're going to uh, Clearwater. Right. So we could say we we're at both beaches. We just took a few days off. Wonderful. Well, you enjoy yourself. And remember, if the manatee on the beach has a bikini on, it's a Pritzker. Don't shove it back in the ocean. They don't like it. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan and Wilmette. Yeah, Sean, I want to tell you about the the Biden plan for electric cars. Uh We produce in the United States last year 300,000 electric cars. Mm -hmm. We have 280 million cars and light trucks in this country. Even if they went crazy and went to a million, we're talking 250 years, maybe we can import 9 million and get it up to 25 years at $5 a gallon gas. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, if you, if you're, you're proving to me that it's less than 4% of American cars. I'm on your team, brother. I think it's closer to three. And I'm no, not buying a, a lick of it. it. No, it's not even a percent. But the point is there is no plan. Biden says he's going to work it out. Well, we've got 25 years to work it out. Dan, you're in Wilmette, so I'm assuming you're aware of Econ 101. The plan is to front-run the public money, to to profit from the grants given by the government and from government favoritism. The plan is to be in control, act busy, spew lies, make hundreds of millions. It's called the Pelosi plan. It's simple theft. That's exactly right, Dan. I appreciate the call, brother. I went long. We'll be back. I want to tell you a little bit more about the problem with these. They tend to get set on fire. Yes, they do. There's that fire problem, too, after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Now you're talking. Much better era. I know somebody else is from that era. Kevin Austin, Texas. Pete two times, what do you got? 
I love watching you on Rumble because when you're talking with somebody and you're standing there shifting your feet right and left like you're in the pit <laughs> waiting for a number to come out and you're ready yeah. to pounce on somebody. I it's absolutely Thank you. Thank it's you. absolutely hilarious. Uh, I was curious. So you have you have four businesses. Are they in Illinois? No, 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 no. My cigar store is, but this, you know, Kevin, the cigar store is not a business I never wanted. I didn't want it. Um, the guy who I bought it from was in a bad position, and that's how I got the cigar business. And that that is really for relatives that I have there. I I right. want I want out of that, but I don't want anything in Illinois. I don't think there's any future in Illinois. I wouldn't, but you, but you I wouldn't open up to, anything there. What? Would you want your cigar business to do better? No. I want the cigar business to close. I'm going to sell it or close it or do something. <laughs> I'm done with the cigar business. I like being a customer. Well, I'm a much better you know customer. The angle, you know the angle. I'm going to go to my spiel right now. If anybody wants Illinois to do better, go uh, You know, get involved in Bailey and help them get elected. You go to his website, volunteer in whatever way you can. I think you, look, you it's going to be the money. same thing, Kevin. Eighty-nine percent of the state will vote for Bailey, and the two most corrupt counties will vote for the fat slob because they like you the corruption. That money in. I know, but you don't have to flip that many in Cook County or DuPage or the Collin counties. If enough people do that, volunteer a little bit of time. I like uh, it. Uh, I hope so. I mean, this will all. tell you. Got, you got less than. You got a hundred and what six hundred and seven hundred and eight days, and uh, let it let them let them get what they deserve. That's how I view it. And let's go to Columbus, Chris, to remind us. Hi, Columbus, Chris. Hey, hey, Sean. Uh, thank you again for everything you're doing. You're awesome. Oh, um, you, do you remember two years ago this weekend what it, what it was going on in the city of Chicago? Yes, I do. I got enough of you. It's a copper. I remember when they took the statue down. I remember the protest, the whole nine yard. Christopher Columbus. And my argument was this. He's too good for that sewer. He's too good for it. I like that they took it down. I wanted him to give it to Lou Rago. Let him put it up. Well, go ahead. Well, I, I, I agree he is too good for, for these uh, Marxist politicians, but this Sunday at a Regal Park, there's a group of us getting back together to, to let the mayor and those, those Marxist politicians know we have not forgotten. We are not going away. All right, it's Hope this Sunday. Where is it? At Arrigo Park on Loomis, just north of uh, Taylor Street at sure. 11 o'clock a.m. There'll be a group of us there. Come join us. Is the Italian ice going to be open? <laughs> working on it, my friend. All right, this come on. you, yes. You get the, all right, excellent. I appreciate it. This Sunday, Arago Park, I appreciate it. Go there. It means something. You don't have to be Italian to go there, but you should go there if you reject fascism, if you don't like the idea that some little fraud dressed in a, in a detective costume from the 30s gets to make her own way about things. Stand up for yourselves, damn it. Yeah, there. that's right, and not only that, but... You know, she's appeasing a bunch of Marxists trying to tear down a... And she's doing it in a man's suit. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. If you listen to this show, you know I have an appreciation for the entertainment industry. As a young
young man, I wanted to go to California, be in the movie business. So I love people that did it. My next guest is somebody that did it. He is a document documentary filmmaker. He's also based out of Los Angeles and the president of Highway 61 Entertainment. He's got a new documentary. He's done so much. The list is really something. Very impressive. His name is Joe Gilbert. He's got a new one on our very own Michelle Obama, who completely changed the word of lovely or ugly, depending on how you look at it. Joel Gilbert, thank you for joining me. How are you? Okay, great to be here. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about your new documentary. You're convinced that she's running for president in 2024? That's right. I'm convinced Michelle Obama is already running for president. Uh, if you just look at her Twitter account, it's all politics all the time. And I noticed uh, a couple years ago that she's pretty much following the same formula, the same path to run for president that Barack Obama did. Uh, she has a voter registration organization called When We All Vote. Barack started his political career in Chicago with Project Vote back in 92. Michelle was the keynote speaker for, uh, for Joe Biden, 2020. Obama was keynote speaker for John Kerry, 2004. Keynote speaker slot is the one they pretty much give to the person they think will be the nominee at the next convention. And, of course, Barack Obama based his candidacy on his personal story, his book, Dreams from My Father, best-selling book. Michelle wrote her own autobiography called Becoming in 2018, went on a world book tour. So I see her following the exact same path, and that's why I made it's both a film and a book uh, that not only makes the case she's running for president, but I go into her whole life story, and you learn all about Michelle's real upbringing, real life story that she doesn't tell you. All right, because I need you to help me with this, because I, I, I disagree with Barack Obama on every single issue, every one. And one thing I recognize about Barack Obama, why he was able to do what he did, what was, his, what was his, his hope and change was his slogan of nonsense that whisked him into the presidency. But there is one thing I will say about Barack Obama. He was charismatic. He could speak. And even if you didn't like him, he had something. Michelle Obama has nothing. Arguably uh, I, the most unlikable person to be well, in that position since Hillary yeah, would, Clinton. Look, I would argue that Michelle Obama is actually a better politician, a better speaker, and uh, she speaks with more emotion and more authenticity than, than Barack does. Uh, she's had wow. $10 billion worth of free positive earned media for the last 15 years, all positive magazine covers, you know, nonstop positive coverage. So she has a very, very positive uh, reputation. She's about the most popular woman in America. Really? And, uh, yeah, I just think uh, you got to think back to 2008 when she was, you know, doing, doing all those campaign stops in Iowa and elsewhere where she spoke to, you know, full, full crowds. Now, she was so political at the time, she went over the top. She said, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country. Now, that... Started, that hurt the campaign, so they kind of reined her in a little bit. They said, okay, Michelle, you hate politics, and you just want to be the mom-in-chief. We're not going to do this thing anymore. You're too political. So she kind of took a step back and developed her reputation as someone that likes to help people and reaches out to women and working mothers, that kind of thing. But I'm 100% convinced she's uh, running for president already, and she's going to be declaring sometime next year. Now, years ago, I would have asked you what are the qualifications, but one thing I've learned is there pretty much are no qualifications, and we are in a position now where we have a 
laughing stock of, 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 of the world as far as I'm concerned. So after doing this, after making this film, what do you put her odds at? Because what you're referring to, that, that position, I felt her to be the most divisive first lady that this country had, even more so than as I nicknamed her the Duchess of Chaffington, formerly known as Hillary Clinton. Do you think she has a chance? Or do you think, what, do, what would you, after doing this documentary, after doing the research, what do you put her odds at? Look, her odds are excellent. She's very, very popular. Uh, the average person will say something positive about her uh, because of her years of, of uh, you know, being first lady and having all these outreach programs that she's been doing, her book. Uh, she's someone that people think of positively. So I think she has an excellent chance. Now she's going to be running on a, uh, her campaign will be based on uh, a fictitious life story background, uh, more and more racially divisive than Barack Obama. But huh. uh, she she has a, a good chance and uh, is very, very popular. And it's going to be difficult for the Republicans to take her on, because if they criticize her at all, they're going to be called racist, sexist and hater. So she she's uh, someone who's above criticism and almost immune to criticism. And she can appeal to nostalgia. Remember how much you love the Obama years, and I'm going to bring us back together. Now so that's she has a, yeah, she has a very appealing uh, way to to go forward. That's what I want to talk to you about. Remember the Obama years, if people actually do remember the Obama years. The, and I don't just mean the the economic mediocrity, but the fact that Barack Obama was really embroiled in 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 a tremendous amount of failure. And where I think he lost a lot of his base was his foreign policy failure. Is she hitting some sort of expertise in something? Because are we, I mean, maybe we have devolved to a point where qualifications are, I used to sleep with a president. What exactly are her qualifications? Well, Michelle uh, was an executive uh, for years uh, in, in uh, Chicago for the University of Chicago Medical Center. She was the assistant planning commissioner working with Valerie Jarrett, working for the mayor of Chicago. So she has her own little resume uh, from Chicago and then eight years as first lady. Uh, I think she can boast, uh, you know, some experience and executive experience. Uh, and uh, people don't remember the bad things about the Obama years. The media yeah. pretty much even covered it up when he was in office, the foreign policy problems, uh, you name it. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe this is because we're, you know, in Chicago. But her credentials, you know, that, that hospital where she worked, it, it turned out to be a, what we call a ghost job, a job where she never really had to go to participate. It, it, it ended up being with the, the Children's Hospital, which was, has been for decades embroiled in Democrat scandals, and also the uh, cornerstone of why Rod Blagojevich went to prison. He was shaking it down, and it normally had capitulated. But... I'm wondering, does that even matter anymore? Or have people been so beaten down by the failures and corruption within the Democrat, as I call it, a mafia, that they're willing to take these kind of things that would have normally repelled old-fashioned Kennedy Democrats and Americans, for that matter? Have that standards been brought down so low by Joe Biden? That's almost a good thing. Anything would look like a plus compared yeah, look, to what we've gotten used to. Yeah, look, the Democrats really don't have anybody else. They almost have no choice but to turn to Michelle Obama. So I don't think anyone would even bother trying to run against her because of her popularity. Uh, now, one of the things I go into in my film and book, I talk about how when Michelle was working for the University of Chicago Medical Center, she headed up the Southside Health Collaborative, and that was a program meant to prevent Southsiders, mostly black uh, Southside residents, 
from using the emergency room at the University of Chicago Medical Center. Michelle would actually put them in these vans and dump them at these crappy neighborhood clinics to prevent them from having access to health care. So uh, I also talk about when she worked for the mayor of Chicago as assistant planning commissioner, and she was knocking down the projects, Cabrini Green, and they handed over that land to Democrat donor developers like Tony Resco, who then gave money to the politicians. So Michelle, in her positions of power in Chicago, was actually selling out the black community oh, yeah. and exploiting the black community. But yes. she pretends to add insult to injury. She pretends to be one of these kind of ordinary black folks that grew up on the south side, which she did not. She's from South Shore on the lake. She's not even from the south side. So I go into all of this in the film. Joel, does it matter anymore? Because, you know, I thought your governor, Annie Tusum Newsom, and our own beanbag governor, Pritzker, yeah. were, were eyeing 2024. And then, you know, it's interesting. I, I love the idea. I visited California in my youth. When my kids were little, we'd go. I, I love it. But it has been turned into a absolute, obvious, complete failure. Does this matter anymore? And when you... Talk about California. Chicago is even worse. Do you think the general public, the, those people who may say, I'm not a Republican, I'm a Democrat, do you think they're willing to take another chance on somebody from an absolute corrupt, failed state? I, I think Michelle Obama has a, a great chance because of how the media elevated her for years and years. And uh, she's developed wow. this persona. Look, if you look at her Twitter account, she's out. She's doing outreach to women's groups, the, the Hillary supporters, the Oprah crowd, and that's her base of support. So she's been working it for years, and uh, I think she has an excellent chance that, uh, and there are no other Democrats, so it's going to be up to the Republicans to, to stop her. And oh, boy. the way they're going to stop her is tell the truth about her. And I think my film is the uh, there's been six biographies about Michelle Obama. They're all very reverent, and they just kind of repeat what she says. I actually talked to her classmates, uh, three of her boyfriends, uh, talked to her mother. I huh. talked to her co uh, college professor, and you get a real, a real story about her real-life history. And she was never really part of the black community at all. They, they uh, accused her of acting white and talking white, and she always ran away from uh, any educational opportunities with, with black folks. And uh, she now she pretends to be one of those people that she spent her life exploiting. And my, my film goes into detail in that. I can't wait. Is your film out? Yeah, it just came out last week. You can actually watch the movie online, wow. uh, live, live stream it, or get the DVD on Salem Now, SalemNow.com. Sure. And the book version is on Amazon.com. So in your research... I don't want you to give away a lot because I want to watch the movie this weekend. I have to be okay. on a plane. I'm going to watch it on the plane. Um, something good you learned that you didn't know? Something bad that you think will help the opposition? Well, look, I, I pretty much learned that, you know, Michelle has been putting forth this idea that, you know, she's just a, another kid from the south side of Chicago that grew up with all these obstacles and people telling her she couldn't do things. Uh, that's the story she tells. In reality, she has a very privileged background. She's from a political family. Her father was a precinct captain uh, working for the Democrat Party machine in Chicago. And uh, she always went to these exclusive schools instead of going to the neighborhood schools. Like she, she says, she lies about it. She openly says over and over, I went to the neighborhood schools. She openly says my parents couldn't afford private schools. Not true. Her brother 
went to uh, Mount Carmel High School, private Catholic school, 3500 bucks a year, and the Robinsons weren't even Catholic. Uh, Michelle went to this Whitney Young Magnet School. So she has a very privileged background. She grew up half the time in Jesse Jackson's house because she was best friends with his daughter, Santita, at her, huh. exclusive, at her exclusive school. So she's been around politics her whole life. She's a very, very political person, but she wants people to believe that she had this kind of log cabin upbringing and, you know, her father was a janitor. It's all nonsense. It's all not true. And uh, when so you, what, when you we, see that we've been pushed into this position of lesser of two evils and yada, yada, all she really has to achieve is the nomination. And then, in your opinion, will the Democrat Party writ large ignore the fact that she is from a failed, bankrupt city and state? Will they look aside from what we have to wallow in, the uh, the sewer of Chicago corruption? Is that just something that the country will tolerate? Well, I think most uh, Democrats or people at large don't know about the uh, problems in Chicago that Michelle was part of, either at the mayor's office or at the University of Chicago hospitals. And that's part of what my film and book do. They tell what really happened and what she was involved in. And, uh, you know, any Republican is going to have to demand that she answer for that to say, you know, are you going to apologize for what you did to the black community in Chicago? That'll open a whole can of worms. Yeah. Now, you produced um, you also produced Dreams of My Father, um, which was uh, Barack Obama. Right. Scandal. I mean, it's scandalous what this guy has has done in his early career. Will any of these scandals stick, for lack of a better word, to Michelle Obama? Uh, I think Michelle is going to try to run, and she is trying to run as her own person. I would see Barack uh, really staying out of it. She doesn't want to run for president as the wife of the former president, but on her own. I can see her brother, Craig, they're kind of developing him as being part of the campaign. He recently sued the high school where his son goes to school for some kind of, you know, discrimination attitude or something like that. So I don't see Barack having a... uh, a prominent role, kind of just being behind the scenes. I've watched something happen that I'm curious your take on it, being a graduate from the London School of Economics. I think there is no more obvious a failure than Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, which is anything but affordable, on every scale, an unmitigated, wretched failure. Well, the, but the are pe- the people yeah. used to it? Yeah, the people that have Obamacare like it a lot because they have a very uh, – inexpensive health plan. It turned out to be just another government, uh, you know, uh, amenity that you get an extra help from the government is what it turned out to be. And uh, even though it uh, drove up prices outside of uh, Obamacare, it seems like people just kind of accept that now, don't they? It doesn't seem like it's an issue anymore. The Republicans dropped the issue. They were going to cancel Obamacare during uh, Trump's term. But they ended up just managing it a little better is what happened. And you know why I, why I asked you that? Because the Mitt Romney care, which Obamacare was based on, is why Mitt Romney had to move to Utah. He lost the political party. And I argue that, you know, they're not conservative enough or not fiscally sound enough or capitalist enough. Said, are you out of your mind? You did this. Get the hell out of here. And he had to leave. I was hoping the same would happen for uh, Obamacare, yet. I'm starting to think maybe I overestimated once again the American people's tolerance for failure. Well, the uh, as I said, the Republicans for several years promised to repeal it completely, and when when uh, Trump took office, they just did a better job managing it 
so it wouldn't go bankrupt. It's really, other than that, nothing happened, and it's just there. And that happens a lot. They say they're going to overturn something, and they end up just uh, kind of living with it and moving on. And I think Obamacare has become just part of the landscape. The new documentary is called Michelle Obama 2024. Now that we've become friends, and this has been your most enjoyable radio interview, you've been in Hollywood for quite a while. You've made several movies. You're a producer and a director. Are you going to be comfortable making your next project without inviting me to be in it? Uh, I will not. I think uh, you'll be the first one I talk to to get it off the ground. Come on, Joel. I've been trying to get in a damn movie business for 40 years. Could you give a guy a break before I lose all of my hair? Joel Gilbert, keep it up. Thank you for everything you do. I hope it is a rabid success. I cannot wait to watch it. Okay, SalemNow.com for the film and Amazon.com for the book. Joel Gilbert, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The official campaign song, 2024. Now there's music, baby. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you just when you thought it couldn't get worse than an old skeleton from Poltergeist, Michelle Obama. Michael on the south side. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm not good. To you and your loved ones, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you, taking Michael. Thank you. So you disagree. Hi. Um, I'm sorry? I said you disagree. I want you to disagree. I want you to make me feel better about a future with Michelle Strongly. Obama, Barack, Strongly back in the White disagree. House. I can't do it again. God. And and I'm I'm on the south side, and I know a couple of people who knew her, So I so but I still say no way she there's a very big problem with Michelle Obama and I think uh, one of you hit it on the head number 1 she's got a she has Obama's record to uh, defend and she herself has never been the rigors of a political campaign now she's used to uh, you know sycophantic type coverage so what happens when a re- what happens when a reporter start asking her tough questions she's a woman hear her roar or, you know, she calls racism. There's all kinds of defenses to uh, resume questions. As you can see, we have a 50-year political whore who is as crooked as Grand Avenue and has been bought and sold by the Chinese, by the Ukrainian oligarchs, by uh, name it. They've been buying and selling uh, Joe Biden for years, and here he sits. So don't make that mistake that we have standards. Take a look at our politicians. Do we have standards? Uh-huh. I, think, no, I understand. I stumped you, didn't I? Here's the good news, Michael. And I felt this about the Duchess of Chaffington. She gave off an aura that was unlikable. You could That was the most unliked woman in America to this day when she rears her ugly head. Even her daughter, the puggle of women, Chelsea, they can't like them. I feel that Michelle Obama has that. I mean, I can't imagine. Isn't, isn't it obvious that she's a fraud? Well, of course. All right. Well, yeah. Of course. Remember all that. Uh, remember all that mumble jumble. Barack was talking about income inequality, and yet he and Michelle have been grabbing up cash left and right ever since they left office. Michael, How's she going to defend that, defend that during a campaign? Martha's Vineyard in a seaside estate. I laugh every time. And the only part that annoys me about him buying the Magnum Mansion is that he's in it. 
but it's also a seaside estate. Yet they're telling everybody to change their lives because the seas are rising. I just, I hope Americans aren't dumb enough. But then we look to the White House and dumb is the only thing that comes to mind. I don't have any time. No? Come on. What do you mean I don't have any time? I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want the spent. He's dumb. We'll be back. I'll take the rest of your calls and then we'll just shorten Friday features. I want to take all these calls. I want to know because I can't go through a Michelle Obama four years. I'm having a hard enough time a year and a half into the Crypt Keeper. We'll be back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. I'm woman. Hear me roar. Man, oh, man. See, when I think about this, I don't think about it like a Republican. Think about it like a Democrat. This is why when Democrats give Republicans uh, tips, it doesn't mean anything. There's two different countries here. What does it take to be a Democrat nominee? Not much. There aren't any standards or you wouldn't have a dementia patient who could not get a job as a greeter at Walmart as the president. Democrats will do anything as long as there's emotion. It's an interesting premise. If you just put away your philosophy for a second and take a look at these idiots that are Democrats, these corrupt mafia idiots. They'll elect anybody. Look at this imbecile that sits there now. So to think that Michelle Obama couldn't get elected, I think, is a certain naivete that will result in a problem. That's just me. What does Dave in Mill Creek, Indiana, think? Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. So I kind of want to get back. I mean, I'm the Michelle Obama. I truly hope she does not run. She is one of the worst people i I can't stand looking at her so (laughs) but anyways i want to get to uh the whole thing with trump running and i feel like you know you said you feel like he's disqualified for his ppe support at the beginning of this i said why i I wouldn't support him in if he if he's nominated i'll vote for him believe me but i won't support him in the in the in the process to become the nominee i won't support him in the primary All right. I mean, I feel like if if we do that, we're almost rewarding these people for I mean, they've been this is what they want to get rid of them. I mean, I almost want to just I like listen, I I have to tell you, I had I briefly shook his hand. I like a lot of what he did, but I separate that when it becomes you have a job to do for America. That's how I look at the presidency. Why yeah, I am so correct. hard on him is this is a character issue. I don't give a rip what yeah. you want to happen. There is a principle involved. You as the president does not have the power to shut down the government. I understand the, the momentum and the pressure. and I, uh, I needed him to be him and say, I'm not, I wouldn't dare tell Joe Matarats to shut his business down and say, here's a loan. I wouldn't dare do that. That, to me, was the deal breaker. Now, I love the energy policy. I've talked about his foreign policy. I said in 130 years, there's not a better president ever, foreign policy, exposing the corruption in our government and every level, exposing all the bad things. But ultimately, did you double-cross me? And the answer is yeah, right? So now if he's nominated, I'm all in. 
I'll support him, especially against the Michelle Obama. But you have to yes. you have to not be a cult member and say, oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Because the other thing to point out is the Republican scum that they are liked cheating him. They doubled down on cheating yeah. him, right? Yeah. I can't afford to go yeah. another four years. I'm getting older by the day. I don't know how old you are. But I can't afford to go yeah. another four years with, with a Biden <laughs> or a Michelle Obama. Yeah. Can you? No, I cannot. My right. my bank account ain't going to take another four no, years. No, brother, this. yeah. And I, I'm going to be a terrible, <laughs> I'm a terrible, mediocre slave. Yeah, thank you very much, David. Yeah, it, it's just, I mean, I don't want to see people push him away. I mean, I, I would like to just cram them down their throats because I know yeah. how much they hate him. I get that. And I mean, here's the other thing. Of, I genuinely think he had the right intention, and I like him. But yeah. it doesn't matter when it comes to the abuse of government. But I'm, I'm, I'm a purist. When it comes to that, these low lives, I don't care who you are. If I love you, you work for me, Jack. The idea that you think yeah. you could tell me what to do, that's that's over with. And I don't care what you call yourself. Thank you very much, Dave. These are principles. That's what separates the road. Principles or not. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Good, Rich. Listen, uh, there, was a few things I wanted, there was a few things I wanted to talk about, but I know you're short on time. So I just wanted to talk about these January uh, 6 hearings. I, I've watched them all, and I didn't learn anything from the first one to the last one last night. Yes, In fact, you did. I you learned that these, politicians, uh, are you, you learned that politicians well, can distract the entire government these, by focusing on a fraud. That's what you learned. I, I just think all of these uh, hearings are a joke. Yeah. The only thing I think was missing from all of them was a two-drink minimum. I like that. <laughs> Very good. Have a good weekend, Sean. You too, brother. And let's laugh a little Saturday Night Live when it was good. Okay, Mr. Connery, I'll take Jap anus relations for 200. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's Japan US relations. That's just awful, and you know it. So my movie pick is Saturday Night Live, Jeopardy spoofs, the entire weekend. Make yourself laugh. I'll be back after this to see what you like. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. We really got to get another hour. But I like this. I pick SNL Jeopardy. 2000s and 90s, very good stuff, very good stuff. And then I also like Johnny Carson reruns. But let's go to Rick in Woodstock. What do you like? Yeah, I just saw a uh, documentary called Girl in the Picture. It's a, a crime uh, picture about a, a guy who kidnaps a little girl. And, Is it on Prime uh, or up, Netflix? I, um, I saw the ad, but I can't remember where it was. I think it's Netflix. I'm almost positive. I was binge-watching it. I think it's Netflix, though, but it, it's worth the watch. You don't know what's you don't know the uh, the identity of the girl to the last minute. It's it's really tragic, but uh, it's a it's a good watch. I love a good documentary. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it very much, David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. My my movie is uh, Tron. It's a nineteen eighty two Disney like high budget film, but it was a flop. But it's one of my favorite 
movies. It's bef- it's the Matrix before the Matrix came All out. All right. Okay. And then a movie, uh, a documentary that came out plus or minus a week, almost the same week um, that Tron came out. It's E.T. It's about how Lori Lightfoot with the eyes far apart and midget. Yeah, we know. Megan Orland Park. Um, hey, Sean. Megan Allen. Um, can you hear me? Perfect. Um, so I have two, two movies to recommend. Uh, first one is the long, long trailer with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Love it. Oh, hysterical movie. Love right. it, love it. And then we saw the um, Odd Couple movie with Walter Matthau and Jake Lemmon. Talk about a perfect pairing. Fantastic. Um, it is, they are both. It is one of my favorites. I also like a mad, 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 mad world. Fantastic movie. Timothy in his garage. Sean. Yes, brother. The most beautiful woman ever come out of Chicago, Raquel Welch. All right. Pretty Her movie is 100 Rifles with Burt Reynolds, Jim Brown. Um, One of my favorites. And, today. Then, and that's why I did it last week. Come on, Timothy. What else you got? You didn't do it last week, did you? Yeah, I said 100 Rifles. Oh, well, you know. I swear. He swore. <laughs> we might as well end it with an odd, Durbin. Uh, how much time I got? I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. But dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. Little Joe Biden before we go to the national anthem. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay out of Chicago unless you have bulletproof windows. Just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.